0: Every Catholic knows Matthew 16, 18. You are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. It's the papacy right there in a nutshell. In the midst of all of the apostles, Peter is called to be the head. All of that is true, but there is much more here if we examine the statement in context. The passage starts off with, when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi. That might seem like a kind of unimportant detail. Jesus was always walking around to different places. But does the place where he had this dialogue with Peter and the other apostles have any bearing on what he meant? I went to the Holy Land with my seminary classmates in 2014. We stayed for the first part of our trip on the Sea of Galilee. We visited many of the places that Jesus went to during his early ministry. Magdala, Nazareth, Cana, Capernaum. All of these places are in or around the Sea of Galilee. But Caesarea Philippi is much farther to the north, near the Golan Heights, almost in Syria. Then, as now, it's a pretty remote place. Jesus and his disciples would not just have passed through Caesarea on their way to or from some other destination. In fact, very few Jews lived in this region, and we know that at this time, Jesus was largely restricting his ministry to his fellow Jews. He wasn't going there with his disciples to see people. This was a special trip designed to illuminate an important truth, not just about the primacy of the apostle Peter but about the church herself. The city known in Jesus' time as Caesarea Philippi had existed since the third century BC. It was founded by the Greeks as part of their conquest of the ancient Near East under Alexander the Great. The city they built in the remote mountains was a cultic center, a place of ritual sacrifice. It was named Panias after the Greek god Pan was the god of desolate places. He was also the god of fear. It is where we get our word panic. Pan was traditionally depicted as a satyr, meaning a half man, half goat. In fact, the image of Pan as a kind of goat-man hybrid probably influenced the Christian vision of the devil as a man with horns and hoof legs and, and a goatish kind of beard. The ruins of Caesarea Philippi are set against a high cliff that overlooked what was then the city proper. And in the side of that cliff, there is a grotto, a high cave or cavern cutting into the mountainside. In biblical times, the floor of that cave was flooded by water that bubbled up from a natural spring deep within the earth. The grotto seemed so deep that the Greeks believed that it was a tunnel to the underworld, literally the gates of hell. The Greeks built a temple there that covered the front of that grotto. And what they did was stand at the back of the portico of the temple and drop sacrifices into the grotto, which had a strong undercurrent and would usually suck things down, never to be seen again, sometimes animals, sometimes human beings. If the sacrifice was pulled down, the Greeks believed that the sacrifice had been accepted by Pan. If it floated back to the surface, well, then they believed Pan was not pleased and some other means of expiating him would have to be found. As the Roman Empire succeeded the Alexandrian Empire, Philip II, the son of Herod, ruled over this area as a client king of the Romans. By the time of Jesus's public ministry, he had rebuilt Panaeus and its temple, which had fallen into ruin decades earlier. He renamed it Caesarea Philippi to honor the Roman Emperor Caesar. And there continued the sacrifices of the pagans. And on this temple, as on the facade of every important Roman building, there were two symbols, a set of keys and a length of rope. These were the symbols of Roman authority the authority to open and close, the power to bind and to loose. This was precisely the backdrop, the temple and the grotto of Pan, which Jesus stood against as he posed this question to the disciples. But who do you say that I am? He was standing in the front of the symbol of Roman power, its system of ruling by fear and imperial domination and patronage. This temple, and others like it, were a projection of imperial power across the empire, places where the religion of the peoples under Roman occupation were modified and incorporated into the Pantheon, the syncretist cult of of pagan religion, which had at its head the emperor in Rome claiming to be the world's god. So when Peter is confessing the divinity of Christ, he is saying, in effect, All this worldly power that you see here on this rock is a lie. Caesar is no God, and his system is false. It's built on fear and oppression, the sacrifice and the subjugation of the weak in order to serve the powerful. Thus Jesus says to Peter, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You can see now that Jesus is not just pulling images out of thin air, he's making specific reference to the power of the Roman Empire, the supreme power on earth at that time. This new entity, the Church of Christ, is meant to replace that corrupt system of power That the Romans exercised. The Roman Empire was built on a system of sacrifices of the weak to the strong, keeping the angry gods of the underworld satisfied with a share of the loot and the lives that the elites called from the nations and peoples that they conquered and occupied. By contrast, the church is built on the sacrifice of Christ for all sinners, especially the least among us. Unlike the sacrifice of a share of the imperial conquest of others, the church is built on identification with the one sacrificed. And so Christ ordained his church to live by his example of self-sacrificial love. As he told his disciples elsewhere, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Roman emperors claimed godlike powers built upon the strength of their many legions of soldiers. The church founded by Christ is built on the confession of a simple fisherman, who could see past those awesome displays of worldly power. Peter could look at this poor carpenter, this itinerant preacher standing before the symbols of the Roman Imperium and confess that true power on heaven, in heaven and on earth belonged to Jesus alone. That confession was not just for Peter to make. It is not just for the popes. It is a confession that all of us need to make each and every day of our Christian lives. The devil wants us to miss Christ because we are so dazzled by the temple of Pan, the earthly powers and temptations rampant in our culture that are masquerading as our new gods, the Roman Empire resurgent, against which we have one and only one defense, the words of Peter to Christ, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God.